Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. His haircut was just giving me, like, boys I went to middle school with in the late 90s to early 2000s vibe. It's, it was just miss, missing, like, the frosted tips. Right. Like, there was no frosted tips, but it was, um, what did... The ramp. No, it's the, like, the... The ramp. No. I, is it just says. the flip? I don't know. I feel like I had a name for it. That hairstyle I didn't when have I was a in name middle for school. It. I called it hideous. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. (sighs) Wow. Colton is lost in the countryside. We might never find him again. Is he safe? Will he ever find happiness? A lot of really heavy things to dig into from last night. And of course, the most important, relevant, and deep question of them all, is Colton a virgin or did he fuck? Right, like is he alive and also related, is he still a virgin? It's just, you know, we're just digging into a lot of really important material, but truthfully, I am actually really excited to talk about this episode, and we have so many thoughts and feelings that we decided just the two of us would talk about it today. Yeah, we had such an overload of a wonderful guest last week, so we're taking a little breather. It's just us, and we can't wait to, to break this all down. There was a little bit of filler last night, but still plenty to talk about. Pretty clear that they did not actually have enough footage to fill four hours. So instead, we're going to get a lot of live show. I think a lot of live show tonight, which I am dreading. Just they could have fitted into a normal three-hour finale. But, Claire, then how would they fill the two two two-hour blocks that ABC has blocked off to force all of us to give them ratings? This was my concern about this whole thing to begin with is... They've just started to think of a two-night finale as... The norm. As the norm. It's like, oh, we can't go from having such a dramatic finale that it was two nights to having just a normal finale that's only three hours long. Also, it seems that they're really digging into this whole we pause after everyone gets dumped and pull them to the hot seat thing. Which which I I hate. I hate it. I've taken issue with it every time. I like to see the whole thing, and then I like to get all the interviews in and after the final rows. I understand that this is just a transparent ploy to force people to watch all the way through, because I bet a lot of people 
dropped off at parts of after the final rose. But like, yeah, come on. That's true. I mean, it just it does give us a chance to see more outfits and hairstyles from that, Colton, which that is I'm, true. We've already seen a couple looks from him in the past week. There is a lot going on with his hair. His someone did send me a tweet over Instagram DM. I believe, or Twitter. I don't know. Someone sent me a DM with a tweet that included a side-by-side of Colton's new haircut and Cassie's dad's haircut, and they are the same. (laughs) Maybe they've been going to the hairdresser together. (laughs) Wow. Love Israel. Uh, My dad and my brothers always used to have the same uneven bangs. (laughs) It's like a nice, like, family style way to get your hair done. was just giving me, like, boys I went to middle school with in the late 90s to early 2000s vibe. It's, it was just mis- missing, like, the frosted tips. Right. Like, there was no frosted tips, but it was, um, what did... It looks... It has it that was, sort of, I put my forehead down on an ironing board and just flat iron the bangs out like a unicorn horn. Yeah, I'm trying to... It's not a faux hawk, Sarah. It's, it's um... No. no, it's the, like, the... The ramp. No, I, is it just the flip? I don't know. I feel like I had a name for it. That hairstyle I didn't when have I was a in name middle for school. It. I called it hideous. Well, it is hideous. Um, Colton Colton stood by the haircut uh, probably because he got it from Cassie's father's barber. Um, but we we should really get yeah, into we gotta... the content of the Emma's already like googling '90s male haircuts. No, <laughs> true. we have to get started. Okay, and remember that like although we we cut in, it's a live finale, so we start out with Chris on a live stage. Can Colton still find love with Hannah Artesia? Could he lose his virginity? Could it happen tonight? Who knows? Um, and then we get right back into the manhunt underway in the Algarve, the Portuguese countryside. Well, not right back into it because they had to give us an entire season recap, which is frustrating. But yes, this is the this is the footage I need. Like this was riveting to me. It was a whole different genre from The Bachelor. I know. Normally. It was true crime. It was like, I was into it. Like, yeah. is he missing? Has he been chopped into pieces on the side of the road? Like, <laughs> the tension was just. You're like, I hear palpable. dogs barking. I see a man over there, yeah. a figure. Is it him? Like, does the figure have an axe? You had that Blair Witch Project, like, sort of handheld camera vibe. Yeah, I loved it. I, I loved, loved that it, we, too. <laughs> we got to hear the producers talking about what they're going to do. Like, let's all get in a car, like, drive down the road really slow. Um, I loved it. We get a, a, clip, a clip of Chris on his cell phone by the side of the road uh, updating someone back, I guess, in L.A. or something about what's going on and saying that it was 1140. So we have a timestamp. Right. And he seemed genuinely alarmed, which understandably, because Colton must have ran really fast because they like could not find him anywhere. And Chris is on the phone. looking for him in the underbrush. They're like, oh, let's let's go through the brush. over." I was like, what do you think? He's not a dog. Like, he's not. You're like, just get in your cars. Um, But Chris is like, look, if we don't find him soon, we're going to have to call the police, which Yes. I mean, he's an adult man with a wallet and phone. They don't need to call the phone. Like, they sort of framed it as if he was a missing person. They'd have to call the police. But can you imagine them actually calling and be like, yes, our (laughs) 26-year-old friend. Fair point. Left home, I guess, an hour ago. He definitely does not have his passport, though. Like, does, like, what 
is his money situation. I'm, I'm going to say police, uh, even if you have like a 15-year-old who runs away, they do not take that seriously until it's been like 48 hours. True. And they think that they're going to spring into action to bring back a 26-year-old adult. Like, I, maybe, he it, it, has, maybe he has a really <laughs> binding contract. There was something very unsettling about this whole sequence where, you know, it's Colton's an adult. If he wants to leave, he gets to leave. But they were pursuing him in this way that suggested that, like, he, had he been has kidnapped. no right to leave them. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hostage has escaped. <laughs> Comb the grounds. He can't have gotten there far. There was definitely a bit of that vibe. Um, although they did seem genuinely concerned given that it was it was not like a very well lit area. Yeah. There, wa- there didn't seem to be a lot around. They seemed concerned and they seemed... Well, also like, concerned for their show. Right. And and I would hope guilty. And for him. Guilty. Because, yes. like, he... They took this gamble that to bring Cassie's dad in, they thought it would cause drama. It did. And they didn't know it would blow back on them. Right. They didn't realize that Colton would be like, I am actually done. Right. And now Which that it was. has, they're in this uncomfortable position of trying to get him back when he's already sort of become aware that they are the ones fucking with him. Right. Um, they do finally find him. They see him up ahead. And one of the producers, who I assume is his, like, go-to person, says, like, slow down, let me get out of the car and, like, talk to him. Um, yeah. And he is just not, does just does not want to talk to anyone, which is understandable. He's like, don't come near me. I'm not okay. Like, I I am done. So finally, Chris pull, pulls wow. up from. He was in He's a different gotta. caravan, so they all <laughs> coordinated. Colton's over here. They're in town at this point, so Colton has apparently been on the lamb for hours. <laughs> He's walked all the way to town, um, and Chris comes up to him, and Colton's like, "I'm done. I'm done with this shit. I have my phone. I have my wallet. Like, <laughs> I'm going to a hotel. I'm done." And uh, Chris is like, okay. Uh, are you done done? Are you are you yes. really done? And Colton yes. says yes. Colton's a liar. Um, <laughs> but then Chris is like, so we can just like take you to the hotel in a car. Just be easier than walking. And Colton's like, okay, yeah, actually that would be nice. <laughs> Colton, no. <laughs> you can't be like, please, kidnapper, give me a ride to school. It would be easier than walking. You promise you're not going to take me back to your basement? Great. Um, because as soon as he agrees to get in the car, they have the cameras on him again. Obviously. They're interviewing him about how he feels. They're like, what are you going to do next? Um, and in the morning, we wake up and he's back on board. <laughs> so uh, the well, minute he showed weakness, which he should have kept running. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think he does have a realization at some point that Hannah and Tasha are still there. Yeah. And I do think that part of him going back to filming was that he felt a responsibility to right. those two women, which, honestly, fair. They've been spending a few months of their lives. Yeah. And they're just, like, sitting, and they have no idea what happened. Hey, someone else can tell him. <laughs> I mean, so Chris is sort of interviewing him while he waits for the car to take him to the hotel. And he's, Colton is saying, I've known that I'm not enough for a long time, so every reminder of it just makes me stronger. Chris is asks him, why don't you feel like you're enough? And Colton says, every time I put myself out there, I get fucking rejected. I oh. said I love you, and she said I love you too. Goodbye. 
And Chris says, well, you're discounting Hannah and Tasha, who have clearly said they love you. And Chris is, Col- Colton's like, oh, God, like, not helpful right now. I know. Chris. I mean, it was just a, like, Colton has left the format of this show. Right. I mean, he does get back on board with filming, but he's not, he's not like, okay, well, I guess I should pick one of the final two. Like, he's, right. he is done with the, the normal arc of the show. Well, Colton's in the same mindset right now that I think a lot of people get into when they've been rejected by someone they really like, which is no one ever loves me. What's wrong with me? And you can point out, you know, uh, someone else. This other cute chick has had a huge crush on you forever and you're not paying attention to her. And they don't internalize that because it doesn't because it doesn't land and it doesn't doesn't land when what you feel is that the people that you love never love you back. And so you tell yourself a whole story about the fact that you're you must be unlovable. There's something deeply wrong with you. I mean, I I relate. I think a lot of us tell our you know have told ourselves that story. But yeah, we conveniently edit out the times that we have played the opposite role. Right. It's like he's doing the same thing to Tasha and Hannah now, but he doesn't really can't really feel it that way because. He's the star of his own story, and in his right. story, Cassie broke his heart, and, and that's these real. other two and girls are just real. not really part of it. Um, and those things are all true at the same time, you right. know, because our emotions are are not—they're not necessarily rational in these moments. The the point is that you're you're feeling like a deep sense of of hurt, and that's that can be a selfish experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, morning, Chris walks up to a hotel room in his casual flannel. I like a relaxed Chris. He, Chris uh, is pulling his weight these few episodes. This is how he earns his paycheck for yeah, the whole season. It's for moments like this. <laughs> uh, Colton opens the door, uh, and they sit down. Chris asks how he is. He says, okay, I got a little sleep last night. And Chris is like, all right, let's talk about this. Last night, night was, was wild. wild. It was wild, Wrong. man. Incorrect word <laughs> choice, I thought. Colton's just like, yeah. Um, you could just hear him being like, is wild the word that we would use in his head? He just says, yeah. Um, I think it's probably the wildest thing Colton's ever done. Uh, I mean, the fence jump was wild, but I'd say like the heartbroken exhaustion is like less wild. Living on the edge. Uh, So Colton says, you know, I just needed some time alone to process and figure out my relationship with Cassie. Um, And as hard as the night was, he knew that something was wrong as soon as he saw her walking up to him. Yeah. I mean, um, and he's, he's sort a of, perceptive guy. And he's sort of talking—he <laughs> certainly thinks so. <laughs> he's sort of talking about how after hearing her tell him how she was feeling and her father and the advice her father gave her, and he knew that she was definitely leaving, that was the peak for Colton of knowing how much she meant to him. And we hear this a few times during this episode that sort of he fell in love with her sort of because— she was leaving is sort of how he frames it. Uh, I didn't interpret it quite as causation, more like what prompted the full realization was losing her. That's, I feel like we're saying the same thing. 
But not that he fell in love with her because she left. I mean, maybe like, that's I part of it. I do think that he is sort of saying it would have been different. Like, if she had not said she was leaving, that he wouldn't have realized that he was, like, deeply in love with her. And he would have been able to keep going with the process. He oh, would have Like, he would have been he... able to keep his heart open to the other women. Oh, interesting. Like, that's sort of what he that's was true. saying. That's true. He does end up saying that later. I thought that was kind of a lie. I think he has known and he would have been willing right. to go through the motions but he knew right. he was going to choose Cassie. I think that he would have been had the fortitude to like fool himself into thinking yeah. that his mind was still open. Fair, fair. Um and but it's not like the most uh stable sounding thing to say like <laughs> I knew I loved her because she said she was leaving. Um it's like but that that's very sort of the narrative classic, he's given himself. Like just want what you can't have. Yeah. Um, and so Chris says, so last night did change you. And Colton's like, it did. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> I just, it's like, this is what, like, there always has to be a transformation narrative. I'm like, the dude just got his heart broken and was And he's pissed, a different person now. And was very pissed at production and needed to get the fuck away from them. Yeah. Like, that is what happened last night. It's really crazy how quickly they turned it around. I know. it's It is masterful. Um, and... Uh, and Colton says, I was falling in love with Tasha and Hannah, but after I fell in love with Cassie, that shut my <laughs> it, heart right, off. In that moment. That like, in that God. moment. Um, and he posits that the the existence of these two other women in Colton's life was confusing Cassie. It was not giving her the I certainty she needed in the relationship. And Chris says, are you sure that it's not just that she's like, just not that into you? I think that Chris is on to something here. I think they're both right. I think they're I think that Cassie is not that into Colton, but, but she's into him. But. Right. But also I think that the way that she was confused by the other two women is different from the way that Colton thinks she was confused. Yes, yes, I agree. I think I also think a lot of her hesitation was not about the fact that he had two other people around, but that she knew in her heart that she couldn't give him the thing he had said he wanted, which is an engagement mm -hmm. and, you know, building a kind of permanent life with someone soon. And she thought, oh, you have these other two people here who might right. be able to give that to you. Right. The way she was confused by them was that she thought he has other options. So now is a good time for me to bow out right. if I'm not sure. And he think he seems to have taken from this that she only left because he wasn't committed enough right. to her. And that does not make sense <laughs> to me. Time for him to go spring a surprise wedding on her. Oh, That's God. what they need. Uh, so Chris asks where they go from here. And Colton says, you know, I didn't fight for someone I loved in the past. I'm, I'm going to fight for her this time. He's not going to make that mistake again. Um, he has good instincts. His gut says that she loves him and she's scared and he just needs to be with that woman who completes him. But she also needs to want to be with him, too. And I think this is a key component here. I'm just I mean, it is impressive the like amount of confidence he has given what we've seen that he knows exactly how she's feeling and the only barrier was these other two women. Um, my interpretation was that it's more complicated than that. Like, I, I do think he might be correct that if he goes and talks to her that 
maybe she will be open to dating him. Yeah. Um, but I, I nothing still bad don't... ever comes from convincing someone to be in a relationship right. with you by I, making I, compromises. Yeah, like I still don't think that it's as the the narrative is as clear cut as mm-hmm. he perhaps thinks. Well, I think this also is why he was so upset with the show. Like, I think it almost wasn't even heartbreak as much as that he was looking at suddenly around at production and at this whole pathway he was supposed to follow and was like, this is the reason I can't have Cassie. Um, I need to get out of this specific setting and then yeah, things will be different. That's interesting. Um, and Which then, is, par- again, par- partially, partially true. true. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, there are some really miserable conversations Colton is going to have to have. before. I mean, the thing about being The Bachelor is that it's such a privileged position. Like you have so much power in those relationships. You get to date a bunch of hot people and pick the one you like the best. And but yet. The, the the downside is that you have to like have these horrible breakup conversations. And his are even worse because they're not at a rose ceremony. It's not even They're not prepared. These women are not prepared for this to happen at this moment. Right. Even even when you dump someone at the on proposal day, it's usually much quicker. Because also they are entering the situation knowing that this is going to go one of two ways. So they have, like, had the time to sort of steal themselves or think about what they might want to say in either scenario or just at least be, like, somewhat emotionally prepared. Not that it makes it easy to take, but it. this is, like, th- they are completely thrown off. Yeah. Especially Hannah. <laughs> but first he goes and talks to Tasha. Um he is in a van on the move, pulls up to Tasha's bungalow, door opens, and he asks her to talk outside. Um, I want to note that she was genuinely surprised to see someone at her door because you could tell um, that my friend pointed out last night, you could tell that they hadn't been in her room to light it. Right. Well, that's why yeah. also why he asked her to talk right. outside. He asked her to talk outside because so they right. could. Whereas with Hannah, and... they talked inside. Exactly. Um <laughs> So asking her to talk outside was a way of being like, we need to talk on camera. Uh, And so they go sit down and he tries to start making his speech and he's too emotional. So she hugs him and says, it's okay. Tasha really coaches Colton through this breakup like a champ. God, yeah. She was very good to him in these moments. And I, I do think part of that is just she seems to have that instinct in her. Um, she seems like a very caring person. I also think that on some level she knew that she probably was not going to be the one at the end. So yeah. I don't think she was prepared for this moment in time and it was still very, very difficult. But I think on some level she was prepared for it to happen at some point. Yeah, and we talked about that after her fantasy suite date. Um but she's clearly not enjoying this conversation. He's, no, I don't, th- I don't think either of them are. <laughs> he tells her um, that she's incredible and that he owes her the respect and honesty of where he's at right now. He's doing his best. <laughs> and he tells her that he was falling for her, but he can't love two people. His heart is with somebody else. He loves Cassie. I will say, again, Tasha's facial reactions are very similar to good and bad news like she's sort of smiling a little bit tightly but sort of it looks like a smile i recognize that face though it was it was the kind of 
and Hannah had a little bit of this as well, sort of the like shock and processing face, and you're aware you're on camera, so you're kind of trying to. Yeah, I think Keisha's very aware of how to of being poised on camera. Yes, at all which times. is why I think at that point she says, "Can we talk without all the cameras around?" Um, and you can yeah. see Colton kind of look over. I assume that and they that's made... after kind of a lot of long pauses. Yeah. he gives this little speech, and she says, "Hmm." And then he says, I'm sorry, you don't deserve that. And there just is a long, awkward pause. And finally she says, let's talk I don't think she wants to let herself go um, in that moment in front of the cameras. And they kind of look at the cameras and Colton's like, yeah, yeah." I guess. I assume a producer gave a go ahead. Um, But that, of course, because they were still mic'd. Right. And they just played the audio. They also have the the boom mic. I mean, we heard Nick and Caitlin have sex. So, yeah. (laughs) seared into my brain yeah. forever, unfortunately. Um, I um, think that they, it seems like they probably knew that it would pick up something, but I think she, there also is a difference in having someone, like, cameras in your face. Yeah. Uh, and there's an emotional difference. It just felt weird to me that they played the audio of them having this moment that was supposed to be private. Like, because the audio wasn't even that interesting it didn't add anything we just hear them sort of crying a little bit and and saying stuff like i don't want to do this or i felt re- I, I don't know, like it, it felt super re- it, it was, i'm sorry it was boring like and it felt like not worth betraying the fact that they wanted to have a private moment to me i was yeah, like maybe i, I they just... wanted to go into a room and not be recorded for a second and you sold them out so that you could play some snuffling like i don't get it I think they probably knew that they were going to be recorded. But, yeah. I mean, they're on... I don't know. I I, I have mixed feelings about it because I also feel like it would have been unsatisfying to not not have any idea what they spoke about. I don't know. I, I thought it was... I, I, I Maybe I would feel more that way if it, it was, like, a really important relationship in the show. Like, if it was Cassie, I might have felt more like I needed to know every moment. And instead, it's like, of course, they're just going to be like, this sucks. Like, I guess this is it. Goodbye. And that's not... Doesn't really add that much for yeah, me. Yeah, it was and interesting. I felt, I felt I always feel icky when they ask for privacy and then they they hold the boom mic up to the door and play the audio. I, it makes me feel icky. Uh, it's like one of those moments when you're like, wow, they're really just like not letting these people have any humanity on this show. Nope, you literally sign a contract <laughs> uh, giving that away. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more about night one of the two-night live Bachelor finale. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually 
work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article, that lovely chair out on my deck, article, our big console, article, I'm my bed frame, article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. He heads off. Um, Tasha in tears, you know, gets her bags and gets in the van and she's heading home. And look where she ended up on the couch with Chris Harrison. She looked flawless. Oh my god. I mean, she and Hannah both. I was like, wow. This they I were mean. they were very prepared to face Colton again. But sometimes, you know, there's like a bad outfit choice or like a weird hairstyle. Like they were both just like Colton's, you perf- mean? Yeah, like Colton's. The two of them, I mean, just perfect. Yeah, and she's she's still trying to stay very composed. She says that she was in love with Colton. It was a surprise that he ended things that way. Very difficult to watch. Um, she says that when she heard the knock on the door, she was sort of playfully saying, I wish it was Colton knocking, and then it was, but 
then she immediately, as soon as she saw his face, realized that it was not a good, good visit. Um, she kind of creates the impression for me, again, that she knew it wasn't her. Like, she yeah. says something like, I wasn't ready for our, the journey to end. She never says anything like, I thought it was us. Or Right. Neither of them say that. And so it feels like they both knew. Like her and Colton. I mean, her and Colton. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Colton definitely knew. I don't think Colton ever thought it would be anyone but Hannah and Cassie, personally. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So, but they, she, you know, she, they had lots of wonderful experiences together. Firsts. She lists them all. Skydiving, for example. <laughs> um, and uh, Chris asks what it was like to hear that he was in love with Cassie, and she says that it hurt. True. Yeah. True, true. Fair. Um. And uh, but she says, you know, I knew how hard it was for him to admit that. And I had to remove myself from the situation and be there for him. That was interesting. I was like, that is, I, I am impressed by that. And I, I don't have that really in me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely couldn't. Um, but again, I do think it speaks a little bit to the fact that she was a little more prepared for yes, it to happen. Absolutely. Um, right. She had the ability to remove herself from it. And I think they had they, they also had a real strong element of friendship between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that came across in the breakup. Yeah. Uh, so Colton heads out with his beautiful hair visor, and he asks <laughs> how she's doing. And They're both We should just good. know that Tasha is wearing this, like, silvery, metallic, like, broken glass dress. She it looks was, very she beautiful. She statuesque. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, I mean, the great thing for Colton is all of his finalists are so hot that it's like you can't even feel bad that you let one go because it's like the the other ones are also really hot. You know, (laughs) there's no choosing between them. Um, So they and they have a sort of natural moment together on stage, which is something we've seen throughout with with Tasha that. They make little jokes or they acknowledge how weird the situation is. And it makes them seem more kind of human and relatable. Yeah. Um, so they talk about how nervous they are and how weird that it is cute. watching back. <laughs> um, and she asks what was missing from their relationship. And he says, um, basically, nothing. Like, just right. that I, my heart, you know, went all in for Cassie. And so I couldn't keep going being half in with you um and it has nothing to do with our relationship it was just about me being focused on another one which makes sense uh, mm-hmm. i mean what else can you ever say right right i mean and usually when these things don't work out it's not that like someone has this clear thing that you can pinpoint that's missing right. i think when you're in the position of ending a relationship with someone often you are actually agonizing over like what why do I feel this way? Uh, and it's hard. It's hard to be in that position yeah. as well. Um, so Chris asks Colton if he has any regrets. Colton says, not really. Uh, Tasha says, you know, I wish the best for you. And I'm proud of the woman I've become because of you and this journey we were on together. And I hope that you're happy. And they say goodbye. Time to dive back in. To his breakup with Hannah G. Chris oh, keeps framing it to like, Hannah G is the only woman left in Colton's life. And I was like, that's a weird way to put it. Like, and he has he, a mom. No, he cannot speak <laughs> he, to any other women after this. It's yeah. like, are you going to spend your life with Hannah G or are you never going to see a woman again? The phrase like the woman in my life is just such a bizarre phrase because 
even the the most macho dudes have more than one woman in their life. Correct. Um, but we know what Chris means. So we cut back in. It's nightfall in Portugal. Hannah is sitting on her sweet couch journaling. Tomorrow's a big day. It's She's going to tell Colton, oh God. I love you. It's very jarring. Very, very jarring because Hannah is still on the normal Bachelor. Yeah. And we have completely moved on from that show. So there's about five minutes here where I'm like, we, Hannah's on a different show. Yeah. This is very weird. I mean, it's uh, not her fault. Why no. Why would she be it's acting any other way? But. And she keeps saying that she didn't even know he'd had any other dates yet, which made me wonder what the timing was like because he's had two overnight dates already. How does that work out? Like, how long has Hannah been in the Algarve? And how a long? Week or so. And she doesn't think he's had any dates yet? Who knows? I mean, also, th- I no, think No, she keep, said she doesn't. Right. Think. No, I know. I'm saying I think they keep them very in the dark about the timeline. And as far as she knows, right. they could have said, like, there's off time. I mean, so, she doesn't know. So, I mean, either they're telling her he hasn't had any dates yet or she's just assuming for— Which is weird. —that days are going by <laughs> without any dates happening. Um, but she is ready. She's writing in her journal, like, I love Colton— Mrs. Colton Underwood, Mrs. Hannah G. Colton oh, Underwood. She is so ready. She has this extremely girlish vibe because she's so like she is very young. She does, hasn't she had. She came off. She felt very young to me in because these moments. Because like the the addition of the sort of the optimism and excitement shot through with how naive it seems because we know that all this shit has already gone down made right. her seem extra young that's true oh poor hannah this um, was, oh the whole thing was just broke my heart and she says she's never felt this way about anyone she's just she sort of enacts how she's going to tell him that she loves him uh, it's just cruel of them uh, to come awful. in and do an in the moment yeah well it's like how they had that whole <laughs> photo or video shoot with Becca being like, how excited are you to see Ari? Oh, look, here he is. And he has something to say. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so someone knocks. It's Colton. She doesn't pick up on the problem quite as quickly as Tasha does. She's so excited to see him. Um, she They sit down and she's being kind of playful. She's like, oh, my stomach's going to be growling the whole time we talk. Um, he's not worried about whether she's hungry. That's not why he's here. <laughs> um, and he says, you know, a lot of... He, I don't think that he handled either of these breakups super well, but um, to be fair, he's in a really rough emotional state. Yes. He tells her that she has been his rock through this whole experience, that she's always picked him up when he needed it. And unfortunately, he's realized that he can't be in love with two people. His feelings in another relationship are stronger because he loves Cassie. And Hannah, she's just shocked. She's yeah. in shock. She's, she's not absorbing it yet. You can... She seemed to be betraying no emotions on her face. And I think she was just so taken aback by this yeah. turn of events that she needed some time to process. Yeah. she And we got to watch it, she unfortunately seemed, for her. She seemed very, like, she says several times that she thought it was going to be her. And I believed that watching this oh, breakup. absolutely. And um, I mean, she says I the whole time I thought it was going to be us at the end. And I didn't doubt that at all. Yeah. Um, and then he says, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I thought it was going to be you. Oh. He says, you still remind me of home. Oh, These are the first, 
of several times that Colton says things to Hannah that he definitely means to be comforting, but that are not. Yeah, I didn't fault him necessarily, like, but the things he was saying are just daggers to the heart. It's so brutal. I thought it was going to be you, but then I decided it wasn't. Right. There's something about that that I think would act like it would really make me feel like I fell short. Right. I I let him down in some way. Like, what did I do to go from being the person he planned to pick to being not as good as Cassie? And then you just feel incredibly, incredibly stupid. Yeah. Which she says. She says, you know, she says she's really, really embarrassed and she's thrown off. And at one point, he's like, you made me better, which is another really annoying thing to say to someone. And I kind of loved her response. She's like, that's what I do. I make everyone better and they don't want to stick around. And that felt like a really human feeling. She's reacting to this a lot like he reacted to Cassie. Yes. Dumping him. They're both like, oh, of course, another person who thinks I'm great but, like, doesn't want to be with me. Um, And it— it did make them all feel like kind of young to me, but that it's a natural reaction. But just that you haven't yet come to grips with the fact that everyone gets rejected and you reject some people and other people reject you. Like it's and relationships are complicated. I don't yes, know. Yes, but I don't know that it's necessarily like saying those things in a moment of deep hurt doesn't necessarily mean that you don't understand that these things happen. Yeah. Like I still think when you are in the middle of being rejected, you feel those things to be true. Like yeah. I am 31 and like I still feel those things to be true when I am rejected by a person that I like. And there are moments yeah. where I say things that are not rational and in my moments where I'm calmer, I'm like Of course, this is life. So much of it is luck and timing. And, like, I have rejected people and people have rejected me. But when someone that you had allowed yourself to imagine something more with and that you began to feel safe suddenly, like, exit stage left, it feels like, oh, well, this just plays into the worst narrative that I could have told myself about my life. I don't think even youth is what I'm reacting to. I think it's just that it's weird to see it happen to one person and then have them do it to the other person in such quick succession. Yeah, yes. And to see that role switch flip. Oh, it's is and, and it's really jarring, jarring especially because we're not we're not in their emotions. Right. So we can see it clearly. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's definitely not the youth thing. It's just just such a weird thing to see the role reversal happen so quickly. You don't see that a lot. Even on this show, because it's usually just one person in the rejecting role the whole way through. Um, So it's such a difficult conversation to watch. I really felt bad for for Colton having to having to deal with this when he's in such a a rough emotional state for all that I'm like I just feel bad for everyone involved yeah and I did critique how he handled this breakup um but mostly just because I think that there can be universal lessons to take away from from watching people break up and seeing them use strategies that might be ideal and might not be ideal. Oh, absolutely. I, I understand that it's a very difficult thing to do, especially when you're so uh, so fragile um, in that moment. Um, you know, she reacted really poorly to the fact that he said again that she felt like home to him. She, I think, had taken that very much as a hint which, that she was the yeah. person he was choosing. And then that was revealing to her, I guess, that it was just a was, general compliment. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, didn't really mean anything. Um, 
So by the time that he leaves, she's she's pretty mad. Um, she's pretty angry. She, you know what? It's sort of refreshing to yeah. see someone get pissed off. Like Colton was pissed off. She's pissed off. Like Hannah's pissed off. Mm-hmm. Anger is a natural emotion. Yeah. We don't see it all that much on this show unless it's like some dude being extremely aggro when he shouldn't be angry. And all of this anger that we've seen felt really justified to me. Yeah, definitely. Especially because he does keep throwing in these comments to make her feel better that don't work. He even starts saying, you know, I don't want to lose you. I don't know if I'm making the right decision. Not have that conversation with yourself, sir. Right, because he's not taking it back. He's just floating the possibility uh, in front which, of her. Which, which also which, clearly makes an impact on her because she says when she's in the hot seat, I I kind of thought you were going to chase me. Right. Because he left that open a little bit. Right. Uh, so finally he says, you don't deserve to be anyone's backup plan. You don't deserve to be second. I don't know what else to say. And she says, I don't want to leave here without you. And uh, that's what happens. He, he leaves uh, in the hallway. He's like berating himself it's like what the fuck are you doing colton Uh, he stops to sob in the hallway um a producer the ponytail producer we only see from the back trying to talk to colton uh comes up to him and asks if he's okay and hugs him and he says i'm scared his face is just covered in tears um and he says i don't know if i'm giving up a for sure thing for something that's impossible which I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, probably for the best. Right. Because um, he is right. She doesn't deserve to be a backup plan. Right. Uh, and Hannah packs up her stuff, gets in the van, and is like, I don't want to talk about it. Another really <laughs> rational reaction. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if that might be a moment that cost her bachelorette campaign-wise. They yeah. Prob- they probably didn't love that. I mean, her arc, I-, I just kept thinking, like, this poor woman got her heart broken. And also, like really didn't get the screen time she deserves as the as the right. one who has paid the price of having her heart smashed on national television. Right. Um, <laughs> so she did she did deliver in her uh, hot seat though. She did. Uh, she is already crying when we get to her on the couch. She is clearly still really emotionally bound up in the the relationship with Colton. And it's only been a couple a few months, right? Yeah. It hasn't been that Especially that long. if for part of it you thought he was gonna come after you. Right. So. And she's reliving this because they don't know exactly how things wrapped up, probably. I mean I'm sure that they all know at this point. I'm sure they've all been spoiled, but having to relive all of that and see yourself so happy and also have to promote it, I mean it just sounds brutal. Yeah. And she also looks she looks like a Disney princess. This like she looks like Cinderella. Emerald green color is incredible. It makes her eyes look quite green. Yeah. She was she the two the of them. The standard I, of hotness on the show yeah. keeps going up and it's like I keep getting further away from it cuz I'm getting old and <laughs> haggard. Um so but she's she's very upset. Um she tells Chris that uh when Colton showed showed up, she sort of thought that maybe he was there to say, like, you're the only one left. She didn't know if he'd had other dates. She thought he was going to surprise her. Um, and, mm. like, you don't know why he's showing up right. off schedule. Um, and she had felt really confident. Um, 
watching back his reaction, which was so fraught um, to, to saying goodbye to her, made it also difficult for her to think about moving on. Um so she's really struggling. I also thought it was notable that Taisha was like, you know, watching all of this back has been really therapeutic for me to mm-hmm. an extent. And I, like, see why it wasn't us. And for Hannah, it's had the opposite effect. Yeah. Well, because it's, I mean, we all thought of her as a, like, I think a lot of people thought of themselves as front runners in the house. That because of the way it ended up being edited or comparisons to other relationships that we saw on screen did not come off as front runners right. so much. Like Kaylin, I never thought was going to win. Same. But Kaylin definitely thought in the moment she was going to. So I think you can watch that back and say like, oh, now that I see the other relationships, et cetera. I get it a little more. I think Taisha probably had that experience. You know, like Colton never threw me up against a wall in a bikini and like <laughs> shoved his tongue down my throat. I see now the, the difference. For Hannah, she, her vibe with Colton was so similar to Cassie's. There was such a similar level of just like raw chemistry. Right. We never really see much of what the difference is except that he ends up articulating that he loves Cassie. Right. Um, So it must have been very confusing to watch. It was confusing for me. I'm not (laughs) even involved. Um, So uh, Chris asks if she's still in love with Colton, and she says no. Uh, She was in love, and she thought it was going to be them, but love is a two-way street, and so she's not in love with him anymore. This felt like um, a... a bachelorette audition to me it also felt like she was like trying to talk herself into it right. she's like That's... i can't be in love with him because he doesn't love me so by definition i guess i'm not in love with him right and I was like, oh honey my feeling was like you're allowed to still be broken up over this yeah. um and you're allowed to even still have feelings of love for this person because yeah. like grieving a relationship isn't necessarily linear yeah if being in love with someone has to be mutual then i mean that changes a lot of things uh <laughs> And, I mean, it was so sad to hear her talking about what it's been like through through the taping of the show. Having people coming up to her and saying, let me see your engagement ring. Oh, God. And she starts to choke up as she talks about this. Yeah. I Um, also, this made me frustrated that we'd seen so little of her actually talking on the show. mm -hmm. Because in these moments, like, she came across really effectively. She was quite eloquent. And we got very little from her on the show. And I don't know if that's because she just wasn't used to the cameras, so wasn't giving a lot, or if they just didn't feature those things. Right. But I do get the sense that she's a little reserved, but also that they didn't give her the Bachelorette edit. Yeah. Um, and when we had Katie on last week, she mentioned that Hannah has a really vibrant personality and is really funny. And we, we were just like, we didn't see any of yeah, it. Yeah, I wish I had. Yeah. Um, so Colton comes out and sits next to Hannah, and she basically says, I loved you, and you asked me to trust you. You asked for my dad's blessing. I thought it was us. That also was, I wonder what it was like to see that he asked every dad for the yeah. blessing. Like, Ugh. all these signs Ugh. that she thought were specific to her, um, and only some of them were. Uh, and... So what she basically asks is, why didn't you keep giving me a chance until you couldn't anymore? Like, why didn't you give me that that last date? Um, and he says, uh, well, I tried to be open, but once I knew I had given myself to Cassie, I couldn't continue knowing that I wouldn't be all in on exploring our relationship. Colton's demeanor in these two conversations really felt like a tell that he is with Cassie in some yeah. capacity because – 
he seemed to be doing that thing that the bachelors and bachelorettes do, which is protecting that other relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, not coming off as too emotional in these sit downs, trying to indicate that, you know, that chapter has been closed. Right. He seemed very to have a sort of like positive, but not too upbeat, very careful demeanor. And I do think, yeah, if he hadn't gotten together with Cassie, I do think he would be much more emotional about yeah. how those relationships went down. I feel like there would be more guilt uh, on display. And instead, he was very much like, I did what I had to do. Um, and I think it's just easier to like get through these conversations if you have that happy feeling of like the person that I did this for is like waiting for me. Um, it's easier right. to like keep to him. It feels even w- worth it in the end, and for Hannah, right? She's just reliving this hell, recapped right. over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, she asks if they'd had more time together. If he'd given her another chance, does he think maybe this could have worked out differently because, you know, she thought that everything was there, that there needed to be in their relationship? Um, And he says, basically, I've thought about it. I could think about it a lot, but basically, like, I I don't want to answer that. Like, he kind of talks around it. Uh, He never really says it could have been different. He's just sort of like, this is my life, and th- this, these are the feelings that I have, and so that's what I had to do. He doesn't want to I mean, really indulge the, the you know, if we'd had our date first. Right, or, and I understand why she asked that, and I also understand why he didn't feel it would be beneficial to indulge it. And yeah. both of those things are true. Yeah. Um, and of course— of course she's running those scenarios through her head. You, of course. You know, it's very natural. I have. I've yeah. been like, what if Hannah G had her date first? Right, exactly. I don't know if it would have gone the same way. <laughs> and then, of course, Chris interjects just to really just dig in the knife and is like, did you think about uh, doing that overnight date? And Colton's basically like, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that he really could have. No, I don't think he could have either. He... Um, yeah, he, he says... But it's yeah. like Chris needed him to say that so that you, you right. could just see Hannah, like, oh, Hannah, drop. And he basically does say, you know, quitting, running away from the show was selfish because I did still have to talk to Hannah and Tasha, but I wasn't thinking about the show anymore. I was just thinking about my life and like what I wanted yeah. in my life. Um, and Hannah says, I can relate because what Cassie did to you is what you did to me. And I was left with I was nothing. Very glad she oh. pointed that out. She got really honest. I loved it. She was like, I thought you were going to chase me. I asked a producer to tell me to brush my hair if you were going to come. Uh, I trusted you so much. Um, and it's been really hard for me that, you know, your heart took you in a different direction. I, yeah, I really loved the honesty here. It did. Oh, it was great. And then she says, it is what it is, but I can't lie and say it didn't uh, hurt when you told Cassie that you thought about her when you were with me. That sucked. I love that she said this. Yeah, because it was such a, like, oh, that must have been so hard for both yeah, of them Yeah, that, that was our reaction as viewers. Like, oh, what a what an honest and brutal thing to have to hear. And I was glad that, that Hannah called it out. Because that, that is the moment where as someone who's in her position, you might feel like, okay, so you were duping me? 
Right. Well, that's the thing is that he was like, I was honest with you the whole time. This Until moment with I, Cassie was yeah. when I knew that I couldn't be all in with you anymore. But also in that moment with Cassie, he was admitting that he already was more all in with Cassie than with the right. other women, including Hannah, even though he told Hannah that he thought it would be her. So, like, some things aren't adding up and Hannah notices. And again, I do feel for him. And we've, you know, had uh, Nick on a bunch of times and he's talked about how as the lead, this is a really really tough time because there is an element where to play along with the show you have to do some acting and you have to um, not betray your your choice to the remaining women so like he's in a difficult position but yeah I, I still I tend to my empathy is probably more with Hannah yeah I mean <laughs> she doesn't have anyone else to comfort her she right. needs us yes she needs us <laughs> Hannah, Hannah come we're, on over we're here <laughs> um, so uh, Hannah says, you know, oh, so Chris asked Colton if he really felt that way, if he was really thinking about Cassie when he was with the other women. And Chris, he says yes. Chris. Chris is just digging, digging in there. In the I mean, I appreciate it. I want to know if that's real. <laughs> and Colton says it is true. Um, so then, you know, Hannah is, is like, now's the moment for me to retreat and be graceful. And yep. she says, I hope you're happy. And going through this showed me how strong I am. Uh, everyone needs to go through a really bad breakup at some point. It really molds your character. Uh, and she wants someone who will jump a fence for her. Same. Uh, so uh, now there are no more women in Colton's life, Chris points None. out. None. Does he even know a woman? It's Has he a, met one? a bachelor first. Except, is it? I think it. I mean, it is a first in this sense, but Brad didn't choose anyone. Right. I think that it's a first for it to happen while there is still show left to unschool. Yes, it is definitely a bachelor first. And again, I am on board with these endings that <laughs> that stray from format. It is just so much more interesting. I agree. Uh, also, apparently, I love just uh, people's emotional pain. It's like the only thing that can make me feel anything on this show. Wow. We're monsters. Yeah. I we felt eat like emotional a, pain to sustain I, yeah, ourselves. I felt like a real, real monster watching, being like, <laughs> this is so brutal and I'm really heartbroken for all of them but also like wow I am riveted by it yeah no Emma and I were talking about this last night and I was like I just feel like seeing someone really heartbroken is much more convincing to me about the power of the human heart to love than seeing someone being happy about someone they're in love with that doesn't like it's not right (laughs) and like it's not fair but seeing someone be really torn up uh is what really convinces me that love is real. And so I just love that. I'm like, wow, humanity, we really hold so much capacity for emotion within us. I also think as viewers of this show, it is this weird dance where for so much of it, we're distancing ourselves from these people. You know, we're poking fun. We feel very outside of what we're watching. You know, we don't date by going on insane you know, dates in helicopters a few times a week. Like, well, most of us, maybe some of you do, (laughs) not me. Um, And there's something about watching these breakups that feels just so much more relatable. Yeah. You can see yourself uh, in these moments, things Mm -hmm. that have happened in your past, perhaps. Uh, And that's, I think, harder to do when it's like they're in a gold gown in Thailand on the back of an elephant after someone proposed to them. Yeah, (laughs) it's not it's not relatable. Um, So then we get a little break from format that I didn't love. Oh, God. Which is that Chris Harrison has to fill some time, assembled a panel of men of men who I guess know Colton. 
uh, to give us the same insights about Colton that everyone else has already arrived at. <laughs> so we have Ben Higgins, Blake, Garrett, and Jason. I was really hoping that I would never have to see Garrett on my television again, but apparently that is not the case. I did love having him there, though, because it was an opportunity for Chris to be like, and your your girl is here somewhere. They can't find her. Did she <laughs> run away? Would you blame her? Uh, just a delightfully awkward I mean, I'm moment. just saying I would have preferred Becca. I mean, on that panel, you know? I think that Becca could have added uh, a little more insight. She's been the person breaking Colton's heart before. Exactly. Um, bring uh, out, bring out like <laughs> Tia and Becca. Yes. And Allie Raisman. Like I want all of Colton's yes. exes. <laughs> I want to know what they have to say about why he's not lovable. Uh, Tia would have some different insights to offer. Um, so yeah, they just like talk about how great it is that he's following his heart for like ten minutes. There's an awkward silence. I loved when Jason, Jason just has to, like, Jason's like, something to fill the silence. Like, uh, Have we haircut. talked about that haircut yet? Have we talked about it, guys? You know, I Jason really is a good, like, host narrator. It's It was very funny to me that he really took the initiative there. I mean, you would expect the consummate professional like Ben Higgins to jump in, but even Ben was like... I have spoken for three minutes about Colton, and I have nothing left to say about him. <laughs> um, and that kind of wraps up the episode, except that we get a preview of next week. Colton just wants to be with Cassie. We see Cassie packing up. Is she still in Thailand? Did they not let her was leave? Was this a preview, or was this this felt like a continuation of the show? Like, I think it's a preview of what's going to happen next week. Or yes, not but then they tomorrow. like they tonight. end they end tonight. But then tonight. they ended on a to be continued. So I we saw a little bit of Cassie is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and she's I guess packing for real. And no, they uh I see in your notes, Claire, you said did they not let her leave? And they wouldn't have let her leave because all the final three have to leave at the same time. Oh. So they would have, no matter then, what so happened, they, they would have held them all there. But so they always do the thing where it's like, he dumped you, now immediately get in the van. Where do they go? They go to another hotel. I another think. hotel? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why can't they just stay at the same hotel? I don't know. To con- I don't know. Like, they're just to give them a dramatic <laughs> yeah. ride away? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or they drive them around and then move them to another room in the same hotel. That's also a possibility. I would love to know what's actually going on. <laughs> Um, we'll have to ha- have, like, Tasha or Hannah on and, and ask them. Yeah. So, I mean, Cassie is giving her her speech that I really can't tell if it is that she doesn't want to be with Colton and she's trying to say it in a nice way. She says she's really excited to move on with her life. Right. I mean, I understand that in her mind this is done and he's probably with one of the other women. But it really – you would think that they would have shown her perhaps expressing some doubts and instead they really leaned into right. her being like, yeah – I made the right decision. Like, yeah. I feel great about it. Ready to move on. Let's go. Let's get back to California. But she is saying it in the sort of self-sacrificing way of, like, he wants a family and I can't be the girl to take that away from him. Something so special. Like, I want him to have what he's looking for. So I guess I'm just heading off back home. But then she is like, I'm so excited to see my family. <laughs> like, I was, like, a little confused as to what she was actually thinking beneath Well, I think these she might rationales. still be, to be honest. Uh, true. Uh, Colton does a little uh, Corinthians remix. Love is scary. Love is not simple. Love is messy. Love, Love doesn't is... know what the future holds for me. <laughs> wow. Uh, so Love is patient. Love is kind. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, pulls up to the hotel just like Cassie's dad did. We're going to get a little replay of the Cassie's dad intervention, but this time it's Colton. 
And that's where we leave off. All we hear is him knocking and saying, hey. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued. <laughs> He's coming for his lady. Uh, <laughs> something that Garrett says in their little round table is like, Colton just has to do what it takes to get her. <laughs> and I was like, um, maybe well, Rafa. Well, I think he gets one more crack at right. it. Right. I think, I think you, he gets one more you, try. You tweeted this last night and you said, like, <laughs> everyone, you know, can get one one chance to, to sort of make their case again, check back in and say, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still interested in you. Are you open to it? Totally agree. But then, then you got to. You know what I was thinking of? Back down. I was thinking of, uh, for all my Anne Shirley heads out there, I was thinking of Gilbert Blythe and how he proposes to Anne in college, and she says no, and he is heartbroken and takes, like, a year or two apart from her. They don't really hang out anymore. She dates someone else. Uh, And then, like, two years later, he comes back to her and proposes again, and she says yes. And I was like, that was... I think that's okay. You're not, like, bothering her, you're not. You're like, not stalking her. You're not smothering her. You're just like, I don't. I, still feel I don't. This way. I still feel this way. I don't want to not ask in case your mind has changed in the past like two years. I'm just gonna check in. I mean, pride Turns and prejudice. Turns out you love me now. Exactly, pride and prejudice. A lot of classic love stories go that way, but you can't. Uh, you can't. You extrapolate can't persist, that persist, into... persist, and you also can't assume that if you just try harder, someone else's feelings will change because. You can only control your actions. You cannot control the emotions of another person. I completely agree that it is okay to check in in a respectful way and say, this is where I'm at. I still feel this thing for you, and I'm just giving you that information. No, but honestly, <laughs> do with it what you do will. Do with it what you will. Like, either, like, does this change or not? I'm going to respect it either way. Um, but I'm putting myself out there again. And... We, this isn't like a double jeopardy situation. Like you can you can try again a second time with the same case, just in a just respectful manner, a respectful in a respectful manner. and restrained manner. Yeah, and I think that you made a good point that this would be read very differently if it was a bachelorette. We've never seen a bachelorette uh, pursue like an escaped contestant in this way. <laughs> It no. would it would be read as very desperate. And I was thinking, uh, whereas Colton is being given this very heroic sort right. of. Even if some audience members are not perceiving it that way, the narrative they are pushing is that he is now brave enough to fight for love for the first time. And that is what will bring her back to him. And the message is like, fight, fight for love, fight, fight harder. Fight, fight. Yeah. Jump persist, persist, for persist. Love. Do all of these really dramatic things. You know, make all of these dramatic gestures because that is what will get you love in the end. And so often that's not true. Yeah. And I think that the way that we look at at that for women has a, a couple different dynamics at play. One is is the sort of traditional, you know, it's not a woman's place to pursue a man. Uh and and but I also think that there it would be perceived as pathetic from the opposite angle, which is don't you value yourself enough to like not run after a man who doesn't want you? Um, I I don't think that anyone would really be a fan of a woman going after a man. Like I don't think anyone would perceive it as a feminist victory if a bachelorette was like I'm going to fight for this guy. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Yeah, I think it it would feel it would be read as 
off on on both from both perspectives. Right. It's like really lose lose. Speaking as someone who has done that before. <laughs> no oh, one, yeah, no one no. was impressed. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the the instinct is understandable. Right. Um, and I remember when I was younger having this very strong sense of outrage that I was like, men get to go after the women they really want. And I'm supposed to pick from the guys that go after me. When do I get to be with the guy that I really want? Like, how do I make that happen if I'm never supposed to chase anyone? Yeah. And we do exist in a world in, in you know, I've seen it in the dating lives of of friends of mine where like. Sometimes it works Mm -hmm. when men persist, persist, persist and just say, I am here. I'm here. I'm staying here. I'm interested in you. I'm going to keep letting you know that. Um, And sometimes that does that does work. I have not really many times seen it work in the reverse. And I it's not that, again, a woman shouldn't be able to pursue a man. But I do think that we've all internalized this this narrative of it, that like that is a desperate act that women can be you know, worn down because they, they just need to see this show of um, dedication. Whereas men, I guess, know them, know their feelings well enough and, and they are immutable. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's it's very interesting and it's definitely complicated because there are exceptions to all of these quote unquote rules. Uh, but it just made me feel a little a little weird watching the way that they were framing it and the way Colton was framing his own actions. Because to me, I like, going after someone again would feel so terrifying because I would assume that there's probably nothing I could do and that my actions wouldn't make a difference and that I would end up looking worse. Right. I mean, I'm nervous about how this is going to go down. I feel like the only thing he really can or should do is go talk to her and say, like, we're in this really crazy situation, but I want you to know that, like, I've left the show, essentially. I'm no longer concerning myself with the format. I'm no longer concerning myself with finding a wife on this show. I see you as the woman in my life, and if you'll have me, I would like to try a relationship. Yeah, I agree. And and not take the show or what I originally said were my goals. <laughs> into consideration at all and then like see if that changes her mind but like you can't I don't think that there's like a gesture that should feasibly or could feasibly convince Cassie to to change her mind if she doesn't really just want to date him right exactly um and And they are in a weird a weird situation so I again it's totally worth him putting it out there but I don't know I just had a lot of very mixed emotions and couldn't help thinking of the gendered element of all of it, which I guess fills in for our uh, feminism fails <laughs> for this episode. Yeah. Uh, and I'm nervous to see how it plays out tomorrow. Uh, tonight. 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 Tonight, Claire. Oh. We get to do it oh. all over again. I can't wait to see how it plays out. <laughs> I hope that he is respectful and that it doesn't turn into some sort of narrative about how men need to uh, impress women with their acts of valor in order to earn their love. Um, But we're going to find out in just a few hours, so can't wait. All right, it's time for Feminism Fails. And we already discussed this uh, during the body of the show, but we just want to give a special call out to that 
hero edit Colton is getting for doing whatever he has to do to win over Cassie. This is a framing we would not see for a female lead. Um, And it's totally fine if Colton wants to ask Cassie respectfully for another chance. But there are definitely some uh, misogynistic overtones in how differently he is being edited and portrayed versus how a woman would be in a similar situation. I guess we'll give that a three and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. We're doing this by feel. (laughs) And that's it for Here to Make Friends for today. Thanks to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Colton season recaps and the Bachelorette recaps whenever she's announced. Can't wait to find out. Also, please give us a rating and review, five stars, uh, so other people can find our show. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. You can also follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back tomorrow. It's all coming down to this. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.